you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Thanks for joining me today and welcome. I am Barbara Savin, your spiritual warrior coach, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and the older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's utilize it for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires. Because one day, the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, oh, my guest today, Diane Randall. Let me put her on while I introduce everyone to to her. Diane is an author, a whole life consultant, college instructor, and professional speaker whose articles have appeared in publications such as the New York Times, Balance Magazine, Choice, Consulting Magazines, The Active Times, and the American Holistic Health Association. She has been a guest on numerous podcasts and appeared on television, including a guest appearance on the Oprah Winfrey Show to talk about successful relationships. And Diane has also hosted her own podcast called Balanced Living for Busy Professionals to bring the best inner tools and strategies to her listeners. So welcome, Diane. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Barbara. How are you? <laughs> oh, how's the weather by you? <laughs> it's, it's 90, but it's breezy. Okay. It's, it's nice. It's beautiful. Where are you located? You're Chicago. 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 Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, the windy city. Yes, the windy city. And yeah. this time of year is my favorite time because it's not too hot mm-hmm. and it's not cold yet. So, so I love it. It's perfect. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I've been to Chicago um, when I worked for, for General Nutrition Centers many, many moons ago. Uh, I went to Chicago a few times and Unfortunately, it was in the winter and wow, it is cold. (laughs) Yeah, it does get really cold. Yeah, it really does. does. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and how you actually got into all of this that you're doing? Well, it started, man, two, maybe almost three decades ago when I was a young, single, divorced mother with two small children trying to not only balance uh, motherhood, but also trying to balance a career. Mm. 
which at that time I was under undue stress. I had no tools on how to lead my life. And because of that, my health at a very young age was being impacted in a negative way. I had stress, I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I had a lot of chronic conditions that had started showing up. So to make a long story short, I recognized that this awesome career is not going to sustain me. I have to figure out how can I live my life and yet be healthy at the same time. So I started thinking about and looking at, okay, what does it mean for me to have wellness in my life, to be well? What does that mean? So I started reading, researching. There weren't any podcasts at that time that I could tune into. Started reading books and talking to people. Started taking classes and workshops. And, and, and I started learning what does it mean for me to be well with the life that I had at the time? How do I bring that balance into my life and keep my blood pressure down and eat better? I mean, how do I do that? So I, I went to workshops, I read books, I met awesome people like you, Barbara, who I felt could educate me. And you know how one thing leads to another. Then I enrolled in a life coaching school, a nutrition school, a spiritual school. Wow. And I really started learning how to take care of myself. How do I balance? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? So over time, and it's definitely a journey, I learned to give myself exactly what I need in order to be healthy uh, mentally, spiritually, mm -hmm. and physically. Wow. Your story sounds a lot like mine. <laughs> a lot like mine. I had the same situation. You know, I, I've always been a healer. My grandmother was a healer. And, uh, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you never said you did anything like this. And so I ended up working uh, in the corporate world. And okay. same thing, had two children, um, married though, and um, it just knocked me for a loop. I ended up with chronic fatigue. Mm. Uh, then I was diagnosed uh, in my late thirties with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. And the doctor looked at me and it was all because of stress. It was yes. stress, it was guilt, it was shame. It was yep. a lot of things yes. Yes. going on. <laughs> yeah. And he looked, I'll never forget it. He looked at me and he said, you know, you have rheumatoid arthritis, you're going to be crippled just like your mom. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and I, and from that moment on, I said, oh no, this is definitely going to change. And so then I myself got into same situation that you did, you know, started reading and changing my diet, yeah. getting back into my uh, energy healing, and mm -hmm. then learned hypnosis and meditation. And it, to this day, thank you, God, I do not have rheumatoid arthritis. And I do not have those chronic illnesses. Yes. Um, actually, over time, I just kept evolving, mm -hmm. just kept evolving. You know, one thing leads to another. It's like you don't stop. As long as your heart and mind's open, you discover a lot of things that can support you in your life. Oh, so. Well 
without a doubt. And, and yep. it's so important that we respect our bodies Yes, and, yes. and listen to those, I want to say voiceless voices yep. that yep. do speak to us and say, you know, yes. you need to calm down. You need to get right. stress, <laughs> you know, hello, are you listening? Yeah. Hello. Are you yeah. listening? I remember uh, the doctor telling me, cause I had a lot of stress in my life that it was part of the dynamics of my life. And you know what I heard? I heard him say that there was nothing I could do about it. Mm -hmm. This is something I had to live with. Oh yeah, the same with me. And then I went back to him about a year and a half later. Let him, I had him take blood work and he said, oh, there must be a mistake. <laughs> Rheumatoid arthritis is not showing up. Yeah, because it's called changing myself and honoring my body and doing healing and, and everything else that I needed to do. And I looked at him and I said, and deleting your negative words from my mind that you told. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important that we learn that there is a there is a an alignment with the body and the mind. Mm -hmm. The and, stress and, causes physical as well as mental problems. Right, and and yeah. the thing is, if we think negative, of course, what do you think will happen? Yes, the body doesn't know if it's real or not real, That's so right. it acts that way. That's right. That's right. So, so I would assume you then were able to get rid of your situation, you know, your illnesses because you started thinking uh, positive. I, I started believing that 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 I could improve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That this wasn't something that uh, I had to wear. That I wouldn't have diabetes and all these chronic conditions like my mom and my grandmother and my other family members had. Mm -hmm. I started believing that I could literally change it. You know, when you're surrounded with chronic illnesses, yeah. it's, it's like it, it could be your destiny. But I really stepped out of that and said, you know what, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna figure this out because I didn't believe, even though I didn't know what to do, that this had to be my fate. I understand that because uh, I, I would, and, and to this day, I even tell my clients that your parents, their journey is their journey. It's not yes. yours. Yours is completely different unless you choose to take on theirs. Yes. And that's how we have to sever those cords and, and love them with all, with all of our heart and soul. But know that our lives can be different if we choose to make a, a choice to change. Yes, yes. And, and, and I know for myself, uh, that's what I did. And that's what I did as well. I, I ended up, because I used to think I was the black sheep of my family because I would often step out and do things differently. And it was perceived as something negative at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my, I'm the same with me. I always felt I never belonged. <laughs> and my father would just look at me and say, why are you so weird? Yes. Well, <laughs> I, no I got called weird too. Uh-huh. <laughs> And now when I look back, it's funny because, it, well, it's also all that they knew. So all that they knew. And they're so proud of me. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to model certain behaviors and things that have that I've been able to share with my family in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So so it's been a good thing. It's been a good thing. So let me ask you, you know, uh, I, I know you deal with, you know, uh, um, overcoming negative talk. Can you offer the listeners some strategies um, how they can overcome some of this uh, crazy making thinking? <laughs> well, we know that the brain, you recognize that, that 
the chatter in our head is just a part of our brain. Mm -hmm. You cannot make it go away. You can't. So what I say is, how can you make friends with that talk? So when you hear a thought that comes up, let's say you see this fabulous opportunity, job opportunity, and you really want that job, but then something negative says, oh, you can't get that job. You don't have the master's degree to get that job. Who do you think you are? You know, that, that negative chatter. What I say is challenge that chatter. Do I really need a master's degree? Is that true? Mm -hmm. Is it true? And what proof do you have that that's true? Exactly. And I always say, imagine who would you be if you had that opportunity and you didn't have that thought about not having enough education mm -hmm. or that master's degree. And people say, I would be so happy. This would be my dream job. So if you look at the possibility that that's not true and, and no, Byron Katie said this many years ago and I was really young and I heard her say on a CD that just because you have a negative thought, it doesn't mean that you have to believe it. And man, when she said that, it just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Really, I never knew that I had control over that. Mm -hmm. and, and I connected myself with her even to this day because that in that moment, it freed me up in ways that you could not imagine. So when even today, I'll have silly thoughts and I will laugh at myself, mm -hmm. but it's but I don't give those thoughts control. Exactly. It's learning how to hear that and recognizing that you can change that into something else. Exactly. It doesn't control you. No, it doesn't. I always say you have the ability to be able to do anything that you set your mind yes. to. And yes. And let it stay negative. Nothing. And that's the key. You set your mind to because mm -hmm. the mind is really in control. <laughs> it's, it's control we don't know that it does. I know. It's, it, 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 it's amazing. But yeah, yeah. You know, uh, growing up, I, I grew up in Coney Island in Brooklyn and, oh. and my grandma, uh, who was a healer, as I mentioned, would always look at me and she, she'd call me Babacita. And she'd say, Babacita, if anyone says anything negative to you, or if you hear things negative, take those thoughts, throw them on the ground, stomp on them, but send them down to Mother Earth with love and light and healing because those thoughts need to heal. What an awesome thing to say yes. to and you I still as use a it. child. Yeah. yeah. What an awesome thing to say. Cause she gave, she empowered you. Yeah. She empowered me. Yeah. And, and I would say to myself, how can I throw those thoughts? You know? But you learn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I learned pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Because and it's so powerful. Those mm -hmm. negative thoughts. I mean, it's amazing how that shows up, you yeah. know, see powerful, beautiful people. And then when you talk to them, it's like, oh, my God, those thoughts are really in the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're really in the way. Yeah. And even, you know, with, with children, I, I, I always tell parents, never tell your child you're too stupid, you're too oh, because yeah. what you're, you're putting in a little seed that yeah. eventually is going to sprout into a big uh, yeah. tree. 
And then as they get older, they're going to feel in their minds, they can't do this, they're stupid, they're, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's a shame that a lot of children do feel that way. Well, I've heard children feel that way and adults. When I hear an adult say, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Yes. Mm -hmm. I literally cringe. I literally cringe and go, oh my God, that's, you should never, ever tell yourself anything like that. Anything like that. Even in, in, because when you grow up, if you know, you don't have to believe what people say. Exactly. You really don't. But if you're, like you said, if you're called an idiot and stupid your whole life, of course, you're going to wear that. You're going to integrate that into your psyche. Without a doubt. You know, when I was writing my book, um, my friends from back east would say, you could hardly even speak English and you're writing a book. And <laughs> You know, well, yeah, maybe Brooklyn, you know, even though I live now in California, right. but my mind is smart. Right. And so, you know, uh, I completely did what my grandma said. I said, no, those thoughts don't belong to me. And when I finished the book and it was published, they were, they were like, oh my God, can I get yeah. a copy? Well, yeah, yeah. You, you can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to send you a copy unless you pay for it. <laughs> right. And, and that was a more about you having faith and belief in yourself. Without a doubt. Without any needing any of anybody else's thoughts and projections. No. On what you can and cannot do. Exactly. Yeah. It's, who cares yeah. what you think? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it's, it's like anything else, you know, and, and I, I always say you, you got to clear out that head. You got to clear out those thoughts because they don't serve as purpose at all. It does not serve the purpose. I think that's where a lot of the work is. Yes. What, yeah. what limiting beliefs are you, do you need to let go of? And it's really mm -hmm. thinking about that and being honest about that because a lot of us have limiting beliefs that we grew up with. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. and, and how do you identify those and really let them go, put them into perspective and recognize that that's not who you are. I mean, we grow past those limiting beliefs, even if we believe those things at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a shame because, you know, growing up, unfortunately, I'm sure a lot of us felt like shame and guilt. And, oh God. and, and really though, shame and guilt is what actually I feel controls just about every feeling motion that, that we experience. That was a guilt. That was a theme I had at one time in my life, shame oh, and guilt. Shame and guilt. Yeah. How, yeah. how did you overcome something like that? Well, it was, like I said, really stepping out of the comfort of my family mm -hmm. and going to therapy and really looking at things that may have happened in the past and working through those things. And really, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes things happen and you think it's your fault and realizing that my mom did the best she could do, that, that my experiences were my experiences, but I didn't have to be, I didn't have to wear those, that trauma all those things that happened to me. It's really at some point believing that through lots of 
therapy and work and being honest about things that have happened mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah, because if we hold on to the past, it's it'll just stop us from moving forward. It will stop us from moving forward. And some people, I believe, hold on to the past because they have this illusion that the past might have been different. Mm-hmm. But I always tell them, there's nothing back there to see. What happened, happened. It's past. So how can you bring that thought forward and look at it? Is it true today? And what do you need to really let that go? Because part of that heals you when you can really heal that past. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, what, what's coming up? What, how do you need to heal that? And for me, some of it was just recon, reconciling that my parents did the best that they knew how to do at the time. At the time. They weren't intentionally doing anything to me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really understanding that, really understanding that. Well, yeah, and I think we what we need to truly look at is is forgiveness and acceptance, and forgiving ourselves. Yeah, yeah, forgiving ourselves. And because if 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 we don't forgive and accept, yeah. and holding on to that, and then how energetically can we live the best life that we want to live in in and live in the moment if we're always live in the moment. That's right. It's hard to, I mean, how can you live in the moment? And I love being in the moment, but if my past is blocking me that moment and other moments have passed because I'm still leading my life with what happened. Mm -hmm. And it's not, to me, it's not about what happened. How will you move forward? forward. And I always say, you know, if, if we live back then, you, of course, what like what you said, we're missing today. And every second that goes by, you, you'll never get it back. You'll never get it back. So it's important to live now. Yes. And, and, and do what you need to do for yourself and find a way to do it. And find a way to do it. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge the truth about it. And know that, yes, it could be hard after acknowledging our truth sometimes Mm -hmm. but how do you work through that because I always say on the other side of that is real freedom oh it it frees us from from everything well frees it frees us from the past and yes freedom to be who authentically who we're meant to be yes exactly and and part of that is how can I just living my life uh free to navigate wherever I feel I want to go. And how do I want to show up in my life? Do I want to show up as a happy person who's capable of experiencing joy? Or do I want to show up as this miserable person that, that, that really can't be happy about anything? It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. It's free will. It's a choice. You know, I always say we can wake up. Yeah. You know, I know for myself, when I wake up in the morning, I always say, thank you, God, for that my eyes are open and I'm able to get out of yeah. the bed. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and I, and I say to myself, all right, today's a brand new day. Yeah. I, and even, I may not feel the greatest, but I say, I feel wonderful. I'm ready for the day. You know, I, I, for myself, I, 
I look at it as a, it's a new beginning, it's a new day, and energetically, I'll be fine. I'll be fine, and I wake up. I wake up, and sometimes I consciously think, and I say to myself, I'm going to show up 150% today, 150% for whatever I have to do. I have this meeting, and I, I sometimes I imagine it going well. And I'll smile about it because I think for me, that sets the tone for the whole day, especially if it's a hard meeting, you know, if it's a difficult meeting, maybe I have some challenging personalities that I may have to work through. I always do a, like a visual, visualization of our encounter and, and I always keep it um, higher, you know, higher so vibration. that, mm -hmm. yeah, high vibration. And, and that really works for me. Oh, when I, I, I would, I, when I know, I, like yourself, that there may be some challenging uh, individuals, I immediately send them love and light and healing. And then I put mm -hmm. myself in a, a, a protective light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's important. <laughs> yeah, so, we're, so that we're good to go. And you're not going to come in here in my aura, you know, and, right, and, right. and I'll remain my positive self. Right. And it's like anything else, you know, we, we can easily, if someone comes at us negatively, um, react back that way or make a choice to yes. just step, step back for a moment. And just give them the space to do what they, they need to do in that. Oh moment. yeah. Yeah. As long yeah as you know, I've gotten better. I've gotten better over time at that, you know, how we have to grow into that <laughs> it takes time. <laughs> and, and not attach myself. Uh, and sometimes I feel I do, but it's getting to the point now. I, I feel it. I feel that anger coming on and I could literally kind of stop myself. Um, even if I have to remove myself, get off the phone, but, but what I don't want to do is react at the same level as that type of energy. Exactly. Because then yeah. we're giving away our power. And, the yes. Yes. and energetically, we end up being drained. Yes. And, and that, that actually is not in our best interest. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I, I do the same, you know, and if someone I, I, you know, my phone rings and if I see it's someone that could be a little negative right before i even say hello i put myself in a protective life protective, yes yes that's all right yes. i will be the best for this conversation that's right and and then i set boundaries yes so i said all right well we'll stay on the phone for maybe five ten minutes and that's right <laughs> yeah i do that too because boundaries are amazing mm -hmm. they are amazing and that's how you keep the love and kindness in the conversation exactly if you, if you, if you stay on longer, especially if you know the personality, then, then that could change the whole dynamics of the phone call. Oh yeah. Yeah. And see so, yeah, boundaries. We, we have to set boundaries for ourselves, but, um, you know, I know, um, I, I, I looked into, you know, on your website and you mentioned, I mean, to get off the topic a little bit, plant-based nutrition. Yes. So, because I just started that about us, just about maybe three, four months ago. Okay. And I feel so much better, you know, uh, just eating plant-based foods. So yeah. is that something that you teach or? I, I've been plant-based for 15 years and oh, I wow. also teach 
at a, in a, uh, at a college in the adult enrichment program. And I teach transitioning from a standard American diet until a plant-based diet. So my whole intention and advocacy is to help more people eat more plants. It, well, besides, you know, being, looking at the animals and feeling so bad for them. Um, that, you know. that came later for me. Mm -hmm. First, it was the plant, plant-based foods for health. I did it for health. health. Okay. You know, <laughs> when I was young, I, I really started doing damage to my body with that stress. Didn't realize how mm -hmm. much really, but what came later was I got this deeper connection with animals when I stopped eating them. I mean, it was so weird. I saw mm -hmm. that they love they have their children, they play. Yes. I saw myself in them, if you can think about that. Mm -hmm. And that changed me. And that's why I can, and I don't think it's something you plan on, you know, doing. It just happens. Mm -hmm. It just happened. And now that is why I've been able not to even think about animals as something I want to eat because I feel, I feel a deeper level of connection and my why is to not help perpetuate you know the, the the destruction of the planet or or animals so that really keeps me not even wanting to have so, an appetite even though I grew up eating like everybody else I grew up that way mm -hmm. which is why I don't judge people who eat animals yeah we, we can't because you may get that in your lifetime or you may not is not for me to guide you or tell you who am I to tell you what's right for you right exactly. I do what's right for Diane but modeling that behavior eating plant more plant-based foods and being vegan for the animals I have impacted more people just doing that in my own life and that's why I teach a class so whoever's interested and they want to show up, those people show up. I didn't beat them down to get them in there, you know, <laughs> uh -huh. like some vegans, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. guilt them into shaming them into doing anything. Mm -hmm. They showed up because they were curious or they wanted some more information on, on how to make that transition. And it's, it's so much healthy. It can, I know for myself, I just made the choice to change. Uh, I mean, I did help have a little help from my grandchildren mm -hmm. uh, who are, you know, 19 and 17. Okay. They're into that, the plant-based and mm. one in particular had to go in that route because of allergies. Mm -hmm. and, and I knew about it and we sat down and, and now when we go out to lunch, we actually look for plant-based um, restaurants. That's so awesome. Yeah, I, I did it purely for health reasons because mm -hmm. I was going down that chronic disease path mm -hmm. and, I, and I was at a young age, but it was clearly the stress was really um, doing a job to my uh, body. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you find eating like, I know for myself, I can sleep better. I have better concentration. I have more energy. I, oh, I do too. And I love the way I feel. So- <laughs> I'm not weighed, you know, I'm not weighed down with food. Uh, I don't, 
miss that feeling. You know how you ate until you were full. Full. Mm-hmm. That is not even a dynamic in uh, what I do today. And what I'm learning as I get older is you eat less. Yes. You eat less. You're not constantly eating. I, I don't even snack. Mm-hmm. And food has become more functional. Right. Right. Than, than something I have to have. Like I can look at a cake, a bunch of desserts today and not even be interested Mm -hmm. but but years ago oh my god I'd be going crazy yeah (laughs) I know you know (laughs) oh yeah but we need food just to uh, to to survive you know but so many people overeat (coughs) excuse me they overeat but it's that standard American diet the processed food there's there are chemicals in the food to make you constantly eat salt, sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I always say it's not your fault when you eat uh, a lot of the food is geared to make you hungry continuously. Cause I ate a lot at one time. I ate a lot. Oh yeah, most of us have, yeah. But I feel like I'm in control mm-hmm. and I, I love that. And I eat when I want, you know. I eat and, and I love the taste of my food. Yes. The, the, and, and it's not just salt and pepper, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> seasoning. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, really been one of the best things I've done for my whole life, I feel. And now that I'm getting older, I don't have, thank God, chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. The same with myself. You know, I had uh gone to the doctor just for like a normal physical and mm-hmm. uh and he, he'll ask me the same question what medications are you on yeah and i look at him and i said i'm not on anything and he looks at me i don't understand you know <laughs> i'm 73 years old so oh wow okay <laughs> so that's she, awesome <laughs> thank you, i know <laughs> thank you that's beautiful <laughs> really? <my> jeans. <laughs> oh, oh that's beautiful yeah and and he and that's I t- unheard of <laughs> Well, that's it. Yeah. And I said to him, I don't believe, you know, when you need medication, I'm all for the medication, but I, I, you know, take care of myself. I eat right. And, you know, uh, again, with the stress, you know, levels are are so much down. Yes. I don't need to be on any medication. And he just looks at me and I don't know if he believes me or not, but he just, I, I think it's so sensible and easy that mm-hmm. people don't believe it. They, no. they just feel that that's just too easy, but people that know me and, and, and that in my life, the main thing is to keep the stress down is to meditate is to do the yoga. That's the kind of medicine that I do on a regular basis. And over time, that's what keeps you centered Plus, my kids are grown, so <laughs> I don't have that stress. Anymore. I know, I don't either. <laughs> How old are your children? <laughs> uh, my daughter's 34. Oh, and my son's 39. Oh, wow. So he will be 39. Oh, yeah, my kids are old. I always tell people they're so old, I don't even talk about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's funny though because yeah I, I always remind my son he's 48 okay like, oh, you're getting near the 50 mark That's right. <laughs> and my daughter she's 46 and okay. and um uh, we have grandchildren ranging from 24 all the way down to three okay so okay. yeah uh but 
it, it is a lot easier once it they is. you know it really have is. their own lives mm-hmm. and you can really shape your life in any direction you really want i mm-hmm. mean even when my kids were younger part of my healing and balance was to balance that uh-huh so was to still take care of myself Mm-hmm. Be, even though I, it was hard, you know, when they're teenagers and that kind of thing. But I always did things to help center myself, even sometimes when I felt it wasn't working. But I always did things. You know? I, I know that. Sometimes, you know, we're a little off centered. That's right. Yeah, and we say, come on, come on. That's right. You know? But it was always a conscious thing that I, that I did for myself, especially in situations that I could not control. I may have had to respond, but I couldn't control it. It's a lot of things we can't control, but. So I I really learned a lot of that, doing what I worrying about and really trying to work at what I could control. So when things aren't in balance or in alignment, Mm -hmm. you know, I have that strength. I have that, that wisdom. I have that, 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 that calmness. That so I can deal with the situation. Well, exactly, because the more calm we we attempt to be, the more we can actually see clear. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Because uh, when we're all stressed out, you can't even think, let alone breathe. That's so. right. <laughs> that's that's correct. Uh-huh. That is correct. So now you, you're you're a college instructor. So you teach yes. plant based. What what else do you teach? It, I teach I teach plant based. I teach uh, setting healthy and better boundaries. Okay. I teach uh, a class called overcoming that negative self talk. Uh, I teach what else do I teach? I teach life balance a class called putting uh, the balance back into your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I teach a a lot. Uh, Like next Saturday, I'm teaching a class called breaking unhealthy habits. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. Sometimes that they, they get to a point and then they go right back to the unhealthy habit. Also, habits that we don't think about, you know, things that we've been doing for many years. Maybe I've been going to this association meeting for the past 20 years. And it's thinking about those things that no longer serve us. Right. Mm -hmm. And how do we let those things go and fill that time and energy Mm -hmm. with something that does serve us and that is of value. So it's just examining those habits that we have. Other than smoking, you know, other than the regular oh, yeah, those, bad habits. Yeah. But these are habits that we don't think about, you I know. know. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that, that's next Saturday. And I know like a bad habit is, is, is this, the fuck? Yes. And, and I now put, I put it, I put it down. I actually have it on that I don't hear it. Yes, and vibrate. I, yes, it just we're, we're good. We didn't have it many years ago, so why is it controlling me now? And I put it on my shoe cabinet right in front of my bedroom before I walk in there. Mm. I I literally deacted my Facebook account because there was a time, you know, when COVID first started in the election, mm. I was feeling so overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. So I shut some things down. Mm-hmm. 
And what that what that showed me was I was on social media more than I like to admit. So I literally was able to push back from it. Not to say that now I don't look at stuff, but I definitely don't give it time and energy. And, and I don't pick my phone up like I used to either. I have it on vibrate. Yeah. I check it every now and then. But, mm-hmm. and the ki- you know, I don't have those situations like when my kids were little. I, had, I would have my phone on my hip and pick it up like it was a gun or something, you know, <laughs> like, I, like I had a holster because uh-huh. I was that attached because, you know, they're home, they're young. Yeah. So, so I've really pushed back on all that, you know, and I just want to enjoy my life. Like if I'm out, I keep my phone in my purse. And even if I'm with someone, a daughter, people that love their phones, I like to have an agreement that we can just have a conversation, conversation. not look at Facebook photos and snapping food pictures and that kind of stuff. It, I just it wastes want so to much enjoy time. the moment. Yes. The moment. Yes. It's such a time waster. And it is. And, you know, the, the TikTok and, oh, God. And, you know, the reels and that, I mean, I'm saying myself, what is this, what is everyone looking for this, you know, better yourself than looking at something. I think it's definitely a tool that has allowed us to really forget about ourselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or create this false persona Mm -hmm. just to get liked. Yeah. So I I feel, especially with the young people, that hopefully things can be put back into perspective because we have a generation that's growing up with straight Facebook and, you know, here here I am here. You know, they can't even walk up the street or cross the street without the phone and, you know, all the pictures, literally. I, I, really when when i not to say that i won't ever take a picture of something of course we all do but Mm -hmm. but but that is not my intention to have my phone out taking pictures and not really enjoying the moment having the experience of whatever i'm trying to do i'm 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 very adamant about that today i don't want to stand here and take pictures trying to capture the moment when I want to enjoy the moment. The moment. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am with that yeah. now. Oh yeah. And when I, you know, have lunch with my, my daughter and the kids, I, I tell them, let's just put the phones away, please. Yep. We, I, I do that too. We're together. So nothing. That's right. It's not an that's emergency right. because we're here. That's so, right. You know, that's right. We're that's right. <laughs> and not be on the phone looking at pictures while you're out. So I, I literally like to have that agreement. I really do. Unless it's an emergency. You know, every now and then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out, but I have to take a call. So I may have it turned over. So if it vibrates, I may have to get up. But I let the person know that, that I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to take a call in about five minutes and I'll keep it short. Exactly. That happens every now and then, but it's vibrating. And I've let them know and I excuse myself and I make sure whatever I have to talk about, it's quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny talking about meetings. <laughs> One day I was, because when I worked at the Four Seasons, we were having a meeting and um, I had forgotten to turn my phone off and my daughter played um, 
a trick on me. <laughs> Not a good one. <laughs> and uh, she changed my ringtone when I didn't, you know, she changed the ringtone when she called. She changed, you know, she made sure that her right. would be different. And all right. of a sudden we're at this meeting with like about 15 people. And my phone, I hear, Mama, Mama, <laughs> Mama, Mama. I said, <laughs> I'm realizing it's coming. <laughs> and everybody's looking at everybody. That and is so funny. And I I picked up my phone. I said, I am so sorry. <laughs> no, I turned it off. And and I picked up the phone. I said, I you're gonna pay for this one. I'm at a meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> And you embarrassed me to no end. That is funny. Yeah, it was so fun. And it was, and unfortunately that day I had it on loud for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, when I look at it, it was a good laugh. (laughs) Well, that's exactly, you know, the meeting was a little tense, but everybody started laughing. Yeah. It was the embarrassment, but. Right. That's funny. I looked, I saw that's when you have a daughter that plays tricks on you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know it was it was funny, but but my phone is always off now. So yeah. <laughs> I learned yeah, the hard I, way. A little bit. Yeah, I've had I keep my volume low and yeah. on vibrate and in my purse, not on my person. Yeah. So I <laughs> know <laughs> it's crazy. It, it really it it keeps you checked into the world when you're on Facebook where mm-hmm. you can can't even pay attention because you're constantly doing looking. you know pecking and talking and looking. You're missing out on real life. And what do these likes mean? I mean, does I, I, it's crazy. I, I don't, I, I guess I liked what I saw. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> but some people live for those likes. I know, I know. And, it's, and I'm glad I never got checked in like that because I think that's what keeps you online when yeah. you're, when you're trying to be liked you know, exactly. and it's time consuming. It's time consuming. Waste a lot of time yep. away from your creative self. It takes yes. from everything I feel. Yeah, but, I do too. I do so too. I know we got a little bit off the track here. But yeah, we <laughs> I know you have a book called uh, Jumpstart Your Life. Yes, I do. Right. And you talk about creating meaningful affirmations to help, you know, drive the, that change, which we yep. need. Yeah, yeah. Can you maybe go into it a little bit and explain about your book? Yeah, so basically it helps people to look carefully at their life and to see how the decisions that they've made have bought them where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not bad choices like pursuing a career when we raise kids, uh, building relationship. These are all possible uh, these are all positive things, but by necessity, and we put our beliefs and our goals, the things that we want on hold. So what this book does, it reminds people of those un, that those unfulfilled dreams still exist. And they may have forgotten them, but they've never forgotten us. So what this book does, it takes you through 10 jumpstart uh, rules that basically start with you looking at your life. It's like uh, you're, you're looking at different areas of your life, your self-care, your mental health, your physical mental state, and really honing in on the areas that 
need work, basically. Mm-hmm. You do an analysis of, 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 it's like a life inventory and you pick two areas that might, that you want to improve in. Mm-hmm. And we take those two areas through the whole book. The next thing we do, we look at our priorities. Where is our time going? And when I do, when we do that exercise, you know, you, you usually don't take the time to do that, but you can see where your time is going. And what we do is we do a quick assessment and we will, it's, it's like a pyramid and we rebuild that pyramid with the two parts of the life that you want to improve. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to take away the time wasters yes. and fill it with things that can support the two things we want to do. And we look at affirmations for those two uh, areas of our life we want to build. It's like writing an affirmation in first person and seeing yourself with these two improved areas. And I have them t- people talk about it in first person and really talk about how they see this improvement in their life in first person. And then we have like a, a disaster uh, plan in case things fall off. How do we get back on track? And we do a worksheet to get an action plan. Uh, We have to put at least one real goal to support those areas of our life. It has to be real. So by the end of the book, you actually have one or two action items to support those two areas of your life that you want to improve. Wow, very empowering. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it started out be the book started out being an article on stepping out of your comfort zone and how do you jumpstart a life that you really want to create. And then it became a presentation I did years ago. <coughs> and then I taught it as a class for like 10 years. Wow. So I had all this feedback and changes and the main, a lot of the audience are parents whose kids grow up. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And they, and they leave the nest. I notice I, I would get a lot of empty nesters, a lot of middle-aged people, mm-hmm. a lot of people who wanted to change their lives. So I would say they helped me shape the book to where it really supported people. Wow. So now when, when they, they do two goals, do they go back to the book and then do more of what they feel it, they need? It, yes, because it's, it's, it's a lot of exercises. I literally walk you through how to put those areas of improvement in your schedule. <laughs> you know, And then, because at the time it was pre-COVID and we were all busy, okay? So how do you put you basically in the schedule and improve yourself? How do you look at the ways you use your time and and energy on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. So once you get a hold of that, because in this business that I do, this wellness business, this whole living business, I've literally had to help people find the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. To find the time by examining their life. Because the first thing they'll say is, I don't have time. Have time. That. So, so that, that's always been a part of <laughs> everything I do. 
-hmm. is how do we remove the barriers and how do we make the time so that they can get past that and just look at what they can do for themselves. This should be taught to, to teenagers. It should be taught, period. And that's what I say. I always tell people that go, come to my classes and my workshops, I teach, nobody teaches us how to live our lives. No. Nobody teaches us how to set boundaries, what to do with the negative chatter. So I say, that's what I do. <laughs> I teach people how to live their lives. Well, and that, you know, it's, it's so important to teach the children. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Nothing like that is, is ever taught in school. No, no, no. And I think even, you know, uh, uh, even in uh, high school, it, it's all the same, you know, math, social studies, this, That's that. right. What about, right. you know, balancing a checkbook or, That's right. you know, being able to do things for yourself? Yeah, yeah. And not look at social media for yep. hours a day where you can. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you, you teach all this in, in college. I teach an adult enrichment program. So adults are showing up. Adults yep. show up. Yeah. It's adult enrichment. Yep. Wow. That's good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I've been doing it like nine years. Yeah. You must love it. I love teaching. I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. And I love teaching personal growth, Think classes that help people. And I teach what helped me. So I turn around and teach it, design the workshops, and I teach it. Well, we, we learn, you know, we, we show others what we actually helped ourselves. Yep. Yes. So yeah. that gives me a lot of joy to do that. It really does. Oh, I can imagine. Well, we, we, you know, I thank you so. I know you're so busy, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time just to be on my podcast. And oh, where, where can my listeners uh, get hold of you? They can get hold of me at www.dianrandallconsults.com. Everything about me, the work I do, my community, everything is on my website. So and they can join me there. So Diane Randall Consults. Dot com. Yes. Dot com. And, and your, your book? Is Jumpstart Your Life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on all the online retailers, Amazon, um, all, all, the, all the ones that are online. So you can buy it anywhere. You can buy it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people need to look at, look and you know, call you. <laughs> we need more people like you in this world. <laughs> Thank you. That can help others, you know, heal on all levels. Yes, yes. That that is that is my intention is to support people in their lives. And yeah. I always I always tell everyone that you know what breaks down for us, we break down spiritually. Mm -hmm. you know, mentally, emotionally, and then the physical body is last to break down. And yeah. now you have to work all the way back up in order to get yourself, you know, healthy again. So yeah, it's, um, <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. So plant-based food, a hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent. And jumpstart your life. Everybody should know that they can do it if yes. they have the minds to do it. But uh, one more time, where can the listeners uh, get a hold of you? www.dianrandallconsults.com. Thank you so much. 
Thank um, you. I truly enjoyed this hour, believe me. Um, and, um, you know, I want to thank everybody today for, for listening. And a big thank you to my special guest, Diane Randall. And I hope that you actually heard what you needed to hear. And I would like to leave you with these words. Enjoy every step that you take. If you're curious, there is always something new to be discovered in the backdrop of your daily life. So just take that time to learn and to grow. Because again, like Diane mentioned, you can do anything that you set your mind to do. So uh, visit me at motivateyourlife.net and visit and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Barbara Saban. And there I have grounding and sleep and meditation um, uh, and a lot more other things for you to listen to. And please visit and subscribe to this new podcast, the Spiritual Warrior Coach uh, podcast on YouTube. And uh, I thank you all very much for listening and have a beautiful week filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara.